easier than a scary movie, baby. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? But if anything, I don't know. I guess I should uh, be a third party to their connection, huh? All right, yeah. All right, uh, your next, are you wanting some time too, baby? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Just uh, get your name down. Uh, what's your name again, Ma? Phil. Phil. Sabali, Phil Sabali. Okay. Well, so we're going to do him and then we'll do you right after. All right, babe? Thank you so much, Phil. Appreciate you. And your next comedian, I'm glad this guy's always hanging out. Uh, uh, he's just funny and like, I just enjoy seeing him. Everyone, please give it up for Ian Levy. Oh, boy. Uh, sometimes uh, comedians will say uh, doing comedy uh, is like doing a drug. Uh, and I think those people have not done very many drugs. Uh, that's what I, I don't know about you, but I've never had a comedy set go so well that I forgot how money worked. Like that was just never just be like, what is this witchcraft? I just want a hamburger. Like that doesn't happen for my Tinder jokes, unfortunately. I think, um, I went on a date recently and it went so well. It went so well that she uh, is no longer returning my text messages. So, uh, but I told a friend this, and uh, my friend said, hey, when on the bright side, uh, you can write a fun little comedy bit uh, about being ghosted. I thought about this. I was like, you know, I uh, would rather have a girlfriend. I'd rather have someone love me and care about me. Uh, I don't care really how funny the joke would have been. I just want someone to hold me from behind and tell me I'm going to be successful. Like, that's all I really want. I, I would trade the funniest joke I've ever written for someone just to go like, your father's wrong about you. You will succeed at comedy. Like, that's all I really want. I think that's not too much to ask for. You may have noticed in that scenario, I am the little spoon. Uh, and I enjoy being the little spoon. I think it's nice. I think it's nice. And I have a very specific reason for why I enjoy the little spoon. I enjoy being the little spoon because uh, the world is a dark and scary place. And sometimes it's nice to feel safe. Like that is, I don't think that's so wrong. Sometimes I just want to be held by someone with broad shoulders. Like I don't think, see what's so wrong about that. People freak out. Ah, oh, you can't be the little spoon. It's like, I want to feel loved. Like that's all. <laughs> It's not too much to ask for, I think. It's a weird, uh, th things are things are going kind of weird. Uh, I work in a cafe. Uh, someone came into the cafe the other day and was like, hey, uh, you guys have great reviews on Yelp. And I was like, I know, I write them. So like, that's just how it goes, obviously. Like, that's how that works. Yelp's not an honest thing. Uh, but you gotta be, uh, you gotta be weird. People are always weird. People will give you bad reviews for strange things. Like I had these two women come into the cafe a while back and they were discussing why you shouldn't vaccinate your children. Uh, and I normally I'd leave them alone, but I decided to speak up and I said, Hey, personally, uh, I think everyone should vaccinate their children. And one of the women to make her point said, Hey, do you have any children? To which I said, no. However, I also uh, don't have polio. And uh, she, the, the, the woman uh, did not appreciate that. Uh, her friend did not appreciate it. Uh, my manager definitely did not appreciate it. My manager actually called me aside and said, hey, Ian, it doesn't matter what crazy stuff people are saying. If they're willing to spend money here, just accept their crackpot theories. Uh, so now it doesn't matter what people say in the cafe. Uh, people come in and are flat earthers talking about the flat earth. I will just say, uh, hey, guys, uh, if you believe in the flat earth, you may enjoy our uh, flat white mochas. Like that is a thing that I, we sell here and can provide for you. So no matter how ignorant your theories are. <laughs> 
It's a weird, I did, this actually happened to me this morning um, at my cafe, not, this is my normal voice, this is my comic voice. <laughs> they, uh, but someone came into the cafe uh, and we started talking about outer space. Uh, and, and the guy said, it's crazy that we've sent chimpanzees into outer space, but we haven't sent people. And I was like, we've sent people. And the guy was like, well, I guess technically we're in space. I was just like, I don't know what you do. What you do with that? Like he clearly did not believe in outer space. It was a weird, do you guys know? So, okay. There's a lot of things in the news about like why you shouldn't trust Russia. You know, all this like anti-Russia stuff, but I haven't trusted Russia uh, since they sent a dog to outer space. Do you guys remember? In 1957, they sent a dog on a one-way trip. <laughs> they did. They, they got a street dog. Its name was Latka. <laughs> and they put it in a spaceship with no plan to return. They put it in Sputnik 2, and they sent it into outer space. Uh, and then they They said it survived for about two weeks when they knew for a fact that it died with about two hours <laughs> into entry of the atmosphere <laughs> or leaving the atmosphere. I mean, um, so that's, uh, have you ever heard of more supervillain shit <laughs> than putting a dog in a spacecraft and just could you, the poor dog, like, yeah, we sent chimps to outer space, but at least we brought them back. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird tangent, but it's a, it's a real thing. And I, I want to make a joke out of it, but I can't figure out how, uh, I like the introduction I got here. Uh, it's however, it's not the most memorable introduction I've ever gotten. Cause I was once introduced to a comedy show by the host saying, uh, this next comic seems like he was homeschooled. Uh, what the host of that particular comedy show did not know is that I actually was homeschooled. Uh, I'm trying my best to fit in, and apparently I am doing something horribly wrong. I don't. People sniff it out on me. They see me and go like, <laughs> "You spent most of your childhood barefoot and wearing macaroni necklaces." It's like, ah, it caught me every time. It's a weird. It's a weird thing, man. But. I actually went back to that host and I said, uh, Hey, uh, I actually was homeschooled. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'll give you a much better intro. Then he went up on stage and said, uh, this next comic, uh, seems like he would enjoy Renaissance fairs. <laughs> uh, and I gotta be honest guys, I love Renaissance fairs. So they're, they're pretty fun. Being homeschooled is weird, uh, because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of gaps in my knowledge. Like I know a lot of strange things, having an alternative education. I was homeschooled from the first grade through the 12th grade, so all, all, basically all of school. Um, and I learned a lot of weird things. So like I could tell you, uh, the exact differences between a catapult and a trebuchet, right? But I cannot tell you, uh, what eight times six is like, I do not know basic multiplication. Uh, I just never learned it because what my mom did, instead of teaching us the multiplication tables, she had a little cassette tape. It was just the alternate way of education. And she would play this cassette tape every day. And there was a man who would sing the multiplication tables It'd be like nine, 18 and 27. He had a guitar, uh, and everything. And what this did was I didn't learn the multiplication tables. I just learned the song. Which means, as a grown man in college uh, at my Algebra 2 final, I was sitting at that piece of paper singing under my breath, I need and 27, 36 and 45, 15, 17, 
nine of them. There were also lyrics. Nine of them round the sun keep us counting one by one. It was also written when Pluto was still a planet. Nine of them round the sun counting them is fun. Okay, 72. Okay. And then I would move to the next problem. Ah, fuck. 7, 14, 21, 20. Okay, that's my time, guys. That's... <laughs> okay, there we go. Yay. And it's uh, mathematical songs, y'all. I, I actually uh, learned my states that way by a song. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I just know this. I'll just do the southern, the southern board section right now. It's a uh, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. These are the states on the southern border of the United States. Was that right? Was that right? See? Did I get it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Damn. I was almost there. I thought I was good. I think that's probably why I got a C. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. But hey, y'all. Um, so our last comedian, uh, Phil's Sabali. 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 Hey, y'all. Uh, and you're from, are you coming from SAC or? San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Uh, but um, yeah, he's been coming by a couple times now. Everyone, please give it up for Phil Sabali. There you go, baby. Thank you so much, baby. Keep it going for your host, everybody. And give it up for yourselves. Right on. And there's a bag of weed on the, the chair there. That's Wow, that's that's very kind. That's Wow. No wonder people are hanging out here. Alright, I got you. I hear there's like close to 3 million people listening right now. That's, and I want to say to those 3 million, thank you for listening. This looks like the ghost of Kurt Cobain right here. Oh my goodness, wow. Come as you are. All right, you didn't die. You're back, all right, anyway. So, I just want to say something. Uh... Donald Trump, Stormy Daniels. Yes. I mean, our president, it's, it's just obvious now, he has sex with a porn star, and I almost got respect for him. I almost was like, dang, I got respect for you, what have you, but he paid her off, and I'm like, that's some BS already, and then he's just like, denying that this even happened. And what is interesting about that is people, is that now I'm upset about it. You deny that you went out with a porn star? Why would you deny that? Why would you deny that you had sex with somebody? I mean, you're the most powerful person on the planet practically, and you're gonna, anyway. It just, I have no respect for the man. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's a waste of a story even. I mean, you fucking, excuse me, you have this story now and you could just totally be like, yeah, I had sex with a porn star and I paid 
nothing. I mean, it just it just talks to about the lack of vision of our leader. And I'm just like, come on. He had a chance for respect. Anyway. They're talking about Oprah Winfrey becoming the next president of the United States. Like they're honestly wanting Oprah to run. And I'm like, if Oprah runs the country, if she became president, she would have to be drastically different. I mean, like end the war on the first day kind of stuff. Like the war over. You know what I'm saying? But if she's going to continue the same policies, like the war continues under Oprah, then I would have to sexually harass Oprah Winfrey. I think that would be our duty to sexually harass Oprah Winfrey. If she was going to bomb people in the name of us, I would have to show up in a bathrobe for the next four years, throwing dildos at Oprah Winfrey. Who's with me? I just went, ah! You wouldn't, you wouldn't do this? You were just that into Oprah then. Kurt? You, you would not harass Oprah Winfrey if she was going to continue the war. It would be your duty. If, even if she was a murderer? Never, ever. Okay. Sexually, I'd harass her. All right, whatever. I will not engage with this person. It would be our civic duty, people. Anyway, there is a war going on. I don't know if you've noticed. And what's the trip? It's, it's, it's messed up on so many levels. I can't, I mean, it's just, um, but at the same time, it's probably one of the greatest excuses ever. You could show up late to work, miss the meeting, forget the report, you, you know, and they ask you, what, where were you late? What happened? But you got to sell this, okay? You got to go all in on this. I was late. You're coming to me about being late. Don't you recognize that there's a war going on? People are dying. You're coming to me about, anyway, try it. Mutiny radio, mutiny. I thought it was mutiny in here, no? All right, welcome your host back to the stage, everybody. Thank you for having me, peace. Thank you so much, Phil. Give it up for Phil, yeah. Give it up. And I actually have uh, not a dildo with Oprah story, but a vibrator with uh, Oprah story. Because like uh, I used to work actually at 17th and Harrison uh, before the whole gentrification kicked in, uh, and it's a market now. But that place was actually a warehouse for vibrators, and uh, uh, it, it, there were luxury vibrators. So like yeah, like uh, my ex girlfriends love me because uh, <laughs> I would give them out like fucking really like rechargeable vibrators. So in case I was a fuck up, hey, this is what you get, you know, a consolation prize. But uh, they would get celebrity clientels. They would get celebrity, and one of them was open. And yeah, one of them was Oprah, and uh, there was one time, uh, you know, uh, her vibe, her personalized vibrator uh, wasn't shipped out at the time, and uh, she did not get her uh, secretary or intern to call up. Uh, it was Oprah uh, calling, saying, "Where's my vibrator?" And 
so that's why I was like, I, I feel your movement, but at the same time, uh, I was pretty scared at that point. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is Oprah, upset that she does not have her vibrator. And that's why I actually like, learned working at that place was that uh, it's one thing to disappoint a woman, but it's, it's another thing to disappoint a woman who's waiting for her vibrator. All right. <laughs> I've been to hell and back, y'all. All right. <laughs> and it's crazy too. Like sometimes like they would send me a, uh, they would say, oh, you made me very happy. Here's a picture of me in my lingerie. And I'll, yeah, I mean, you're like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, uh, uh, you can keep the picture. But uh, <laughs> like at the end, it's like uh, a lot of people fucking love vibrators out there. So if anything. But thank you so much, Phil. Give it up for Phil one more time. Yeah. That was trippy. When you said that, I was like, what the fuck and shit. But if anything, though, uh, hey, y'all, thank you so much for uh, hanging out tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing this every Thursday. Again, it's True House of Thursdays. Uh, Pam will be here. I'll probably, Luigi will be here. I'll probably, like, uh, just try and keep the show rolling. I got my surgery tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, 7 o'clock, I got to be at the hospital. 9 o'clock is the surgery. Uh, yeah, it's hernias. Anyone ever got hernia surgery? Oh, are you a baby? See, like I, everyone, I like a lot of people have like, got them when they're young, but like uh, with me, like uh, so, like I got two in my crotch. So that's the part. I used to run a lot. So I used to be a former Division One athlete for USF, actually. For USF, yeah, yeah. And so anytime a fight breaks out, I'm going to run and get help. All right, yeah? Because uh, that's how it is and shit. So now tomorrow I'm going to like get these hernias out and then uh, be sore for a while while high in Oxycontin. All right? <laughs> if anything, though, uh, luckily because of this shit called the internet, uh, we'll still be connected, man. All right? So if anything, though, uh, but tune in uh, every week, 7 to 9. We go till 10 sometimes. Uh, tomorrow's going to be Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Um, she also has an open mic right before. All that happens between 6 to 10. And then at 10 to 12, uh, we're going to have the Third Axis Radio with uh, my man Buddha back here. All right. So if it's anything. It's going to be dope. But that's right. Peter, part of people right there, y'all. Like Buddha's, uh, thank you so much again for helping uh, tonight as well, Buddha. Appreciate you, baby. Yeah, much love, man. Yeah. If anything, though, y'all, oh, keep on doing that thing. Uh, we'll see you around on the next round. All right. All Peace. Right. Thank you so much, y'all. Okay, we wrote this for a purpose to motivate you at this time. With this hypnotizing baseline, please feel free to lose your mind. And get high, get money, get sex, get real, all in between. Oh yeah, this is stadium music, 50,000 at a time. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get right, okay, okay. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get right, okay, okay. All the girls want, all they looking for is, all they ask for is, Get real, all intertwined. This is stadium music, 50 thou jumping at a time. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get right, okay, okay. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get right, okay, okay. All the girls want, all they looking for is, all they ask for is, they keep wanting it. Look at you, look at me, look at you, look at me. Fine. 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 Fine.
emotional day. People don't want to think no more, they just want to feel. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot, drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the Comedy Festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com, that's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Yeah, still having some. All right. 
Okay. <laughs> and now here we go. The dead Kennedy is with Take This Job and Shove It. <laughs> Take this job and shove it. I ain't running no Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Stop moving, get this home. Stop it with this more. If it's not time to stand my way, just walk out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. I've been working back to me from now on 50 years. Holy time, I see my woman die with me with this. I see the number of people die and the bills are paid. I get this shirt right off my back if I have this Good evening. Welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Sam. And um, sorry I'm late tonight. Uh, just got uh, just got home from Nevada City with Equipto and True Justice. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Shout out to everyone in Nevada City. Shout out to Equipto and True Justice. And uh, on that note, I want to play this song. Lightning bolt that can I poke from cloud to cloud When I hit the library, my style is in the rap files I like to shake dice, something like a CeeLo champ I used to smoke weed, man, all up at the Nike camp I crack crab hand solo at Aliotos And watch the waitress get nervous to try to act before a photo I'm something very bolo, I stand there like a cholo I'm knocking like a polo, and that's a little cocoa I'm out to stack funds and watch the scratch coming easy Relapse, leave your back strung Brain testaments like I'm the last one Homies love me fucking around and cats I'm off that real cush that's grown in Cali We push like a true boss grown in caddies Chips like granny, goose to get flabby Eating good, it's all in the plan to stay happy I get lost in the weed like a ghost without a blessed vision But still I find my way to do a little caddy dipping I'm fine-tuned and groomed just like a mannequin Embody all of it and treat it like a mannequin I get a pat and pen, but that don't matter then Freak, I'm a real rap cat, oh I'm not a trend I keep the temperature cold up in a hot rental I thought Superman was still until he got 
cripple. I'm not your Doc Giggles or your Willy Wiggles. My crossover dribble penetrate me to the middle. I spin a better web, milky like a sister spread. Men do it like a baker, get an oven for your bread. My rhymes will penetrate and sink through your metal. Take over, I'm a straight EQ to levels. Bass and all the treble, you get all hypey. Would it look like somebody stepped on your Nikes? Rolling with the Pisces, homie King Nicky. The freaks brought the purple when we brought the Phillies. Yeah, this ain't play, pippin' money, I'm stay gettin'. And network through church to get favorite shit. I really live it, leaving your frame frigid. Don't worry about your digits or any of your punk critics. <laughs> it's all blow up, thinking like so what? Right now, bottom automatic like a robot. Low top, the cost, the perfect cut. Fall out about the mall, just purchase stuff. We work the cuts tough, every track or whatnot. Catch them being lazy, sitting at bus stops. Stop in the name of the game. It'll come back around if you go against the grain. So don't complain, kill talk about half the ration. I'm full time with mine and traffic mash. Shit, b b b party Con. Been walking through the Crown Plaza with my ballys on. I like your conversation, baby. You can carry on. I like the car right there, yeah, the cherry wine. Man, ask Luke Skywalker if the force failed. I got a little woozy when I heard the court bell. Do it all a lot of way, like your Sydney Portier. When it's all over, kid, put me in the pyramid. Man, like the Pharaohs did, or little Daryl did. You know the streets is like life between the barrel, kid. You know I rushed like a bull at a bullfighter. You wanna hang, man? You gotta pull an all-nighter. I like faux tires, and with the right wires, I smoke much weed is what the God's telling me. I'm like a felony mixed with a jukebox, then break down the weed, homie let the flute knock. They bump Tupac, they hold two blocks, and like I said first, man, they bump Tupac. The juice never stops, it's like a soda pop, the best drama always comes from the coke block. Like the guy 
like cocaine Then apparently linked to a tight old blade Or a fairy that's sweet While I blow grapes in a Cherokee Jeep I'm in the cup, I'm in the cup, I'm in the cup with this bitch A hundred miles of running on the clutch About to shift to fifth to sixth Out to get my chips Following volume ten with the pistol grip I keep the mic at all times By my side I draw lines of distinction Between me and all kinds of weaklings huh? I'm in the, I'm in the cup with this bitch A hundred miles of running on the clutch About to shift to fifth to sixth Out to get my chips Following volume ten with the pistol grip I keep the mic at all times By my side I draw lines of distinction Between me and all kinds of weaklings What you boss and your whip with that real live shit you must be tweaking Came straight out of fucking central casting. Alright, I see what's going on here. On here. They must have forgot I'm the type that worked better with the type that worked better with his back against the wall. I wall, I wall. I crave pressure situations. I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies More passport stamps, less trips to Miami Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture A little time away from bird-ass niggas and vultures I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you I'm too old to kid you, I gotta adult you Listen, this shit is getting out of hand Like fumbles in football, I humbly put y'all in y'all fucking place That's my OCD, I give a bitch a little bit, but it's mostly D I be in that Rolls Royce, knocking go CD That's a print clientele, all I know is buy and sell We had to hustle to eat, it wasn't no Thanksgiving Pour out a little liquor for homies that ain't living It's big dealer shit, baby, everybody up in here Find what you bring to the table, then pull up a chair Yeah You see? Without hoping ain't nothing In the field, B. No license or registration, that's what it still be. Honors in your pocket, your heart, that's what it will be. From the hood, cop out, even if not guilty. Rich ain't good enough, nigga, I'm not filthy. I'm hardcore, rough, and rugged, I'm not silky. Guns under mattress, money is what it will be.
hasn't been brought up too clearly. The loonies and too short, everything's been squashed. So we want everybody to know that it's, you know, the old town ain't about this. The media hides up things when they're wrong, but doesn't give enough praise when everything is going good. We should just do a cut, don't even mention no beef, and then just drop it on them. And, you know, it's politics. Man, I hear That made it seem like that, but it's all unified. You see, it's all Jesus. Man, what's it all about? About shit. Nigga call me up talking about man and song. Your niggas fuck with my niggas in the song. Nigga, what we fucking for? If it ain't about this money, it ain't about this life and death, nigga. Shit, what's really going on? Jumped all in the nigga face, front him on the spot. Don't cross the game unless you wanna get shot. But who made the rules? Do you recall? Who's the judge when it comes to this street law? Is it me? Or is it my crew? My niggas get down, yo niggas do too Motherfuckers try to tell me don't fuck my life Cause ain't nothing nice You gotta pay the price, you know them dudes Walking in them same shoes It's brand new to you, but the game is used I got it from them old niggas, they so cool Now we just roll through, all the hoes know who Ballin' in town, don't front, it's too little Fake ass niggas get punked for your vittles But what's it all about? Think about it later To all you real gangsters and all you perpetrators You got me fucking Funkin'. Over nothing, man Funkin', man Why you wanna funk with me? With all your hoes off my toe, got them froze like Poconos. You spending all your dough on the average ass, stanky ass on a gang cast. Fuck everybody fast, just the open asshole. Now I know why niggas knock your ass out like Glass Joe. All that player hating shit ain't ass fuck. You must got problems with niggas making that cash flow. You gaffle, your motherfucking youngsters. Hook up with your raw ass flow. I got to have drop jack flow, cause some of niggas wonder why you players do this. On the undercard up is some shit I didn't have nothing to do with. The truth is, you know my funk is through. Ride for a nigga if that nigga ain't gon' do shit You wanna be ass pimp Get your ass whipped just like an every year event You dig it. got me funkin' Over nothing, man Funkin' Why you wanna funk with me? For myself, so fucking with niggas close to home is something else. If you ain't gonna blow a nigga head off, then that's the end. Concentrate on making mail and start spending. Now, this is where my do it for myself begins. Cause in 97, I ain't making no new motherfucking friends. I got no enemies, I hold no grudges. From now on, I'm overseeing my own budget. For real, y'all in it dirt, nigga, but now that's all forgiven. Chris, you my nigga to the end. Damn, I started with Drew, I started with your mother. Y'all all hanging with me, so I give a fuck. Nummy num, don't go ahead and drink yourself to death Nigga, you wanna chop it up with me, go through death to death I ain't tryna hear nothing, instead of throwing away screw ya nigga, I'd rather be fucking, uh You got me Fuck with me.
I sign my name on the dotted line, niggas know I did it first But when you first, you know you get it worse I suck the game up, I try to pass it on Niggas from the bay, getting they cash on From Frisco, to Vallejo, to the big ol' Fuck that yayo, hundred thousand units Make a nigga half a million dollars if you sitting on a grip I have to holler at you later You can get rich in a minute Two words, distribution Independent, make it acapella You can hear every word I spit this game you never ever heard You know how you be quick to pop niggas These record companies be quick to rob niggas I say show though, and now they pay me Don't pay these youngsters and watch them get crazy You fuck around and run up in your shit yeah. That's the new thing going, baby. We running up in record companies, writing our own motherfucking checks. You got me fucking. Sign on the dotted line, nigga. What you really getting? What's really going on? You watch out. Got me Niggas in the town about to unite. We going nationwide. Open style, bitch. You got me. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west, legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect, then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I been self-made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah, playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah, I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta be cuz. It's for the pieces I took off the Monopoly board. Hey, y'all niggas, false claims, it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, nigga, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck. Nobody tripping, had no business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to flash the city. Up. Check, check, check. It was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked I was selling zones in the set Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked I'm the streets voice out west Legendary self-made progress last time that I checked First you get the money, then respect Then the power in the hoes come next Last time that I checked No cosign, I ain't need radio to do mine I done fine and I take my time And take my tribe Every level that I crossed in this game Like state lines, it was visionary Either I'm genius or you niggas scary Maybe it's both in this balance I deliver daily For every nigga in these streets trying to feed the babies The single mama's working hard not to miss a payment And dirty money get washed on royalty statements Black owners in this game are powerful racists Young niggas in the set just doing it makeshift Out the garage, it's how you end up in charge, it's how you End up in penthouses, end up in cars, it's how you Start off a curb server, end up a boss, it's how you Win the whole thing and lift up a cigar with sweat Dripping down your face, cause the mission was gone That's I check, check, it was five chains on my neck it was no smut on my rep last time that I checked I was selling zones in the set Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked I'm the streets voice out west Legendary self-made progress last time that I checked First you get the money, then respect Then the power in the hoes come next Last time that I checked I got the front and in the back 
We on the way and that's a fact This real, this ain't rap Where everybody wanna act pro-black The last lie you heard, this ain't that This, that, I didn't Made it out the gutter shit Nip told you fuck the middleman I told you fuck a bitch Fuck wearing they clothes, I wear my own shit Y'all get on y'all label, I own my own Bitch, hey man, I remember all that game you thought me Don't fuck around and get played by the label owners Talk that shit to these niggas, Adrian Broner But secure the window, don't let the game fool ya Cause when it's game over, it's really game over And all they do is play the game till it's game over And you be giving game like a big brother Mission never let them take it from us Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck it was no smut on my rep last time that I checked I was selling zones in the set Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked I'm the streets voice out west Legendary self-made progress last time that I checked First you get the money, the respect And the power and the hoes come next last time that I checked Good evening Welcome back to Old Soul Radio It's Professor Gable here we also have uh, Baghead and Relic in the house hosting with me. Um, but our renowned guest this evening, a recurring guest to Old Soul Radio, and um, a very funny human who walks and laughs at the same time. His name is Larry Dorsey, ladies and gentlemen. So Larry, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, when you when you do comedy, do you think like people really like uh, like feel what what you're trying to convey, or they're just laughing because you're funny? <sighs> you know, that's a that's a journey that I'm trying to. That's some that's something I'm trying to get to. Where I want to be able to make them feel. And even if they feel uncomfortable or whatever feeling they might, you know, mm-hmm. that might arouse them or might come up. What? Drink. Put the drink down? Yeah. Is that cool? Oh. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Not alcoholic. It's a hemp. But um, <laughs> I uh, I want to make people feel. That's mm-hmm. one thing I've been working on. How could I get people to feel and still get them to laugh? Mm-hmm. Get them to think about what I'm saying. Get them to crack a smile with some deep message behind it. You know, right. what I mean? get them to face fears. Get them to confront things that they've been avoiding. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But not make it so deep that you know it's like, oh, it's too much. But in a funny way. That's you know, yeah. so that you know what I mean. Like grease the asshole just right. Do you have you like experienced that happening before? Like firsthand, where someone comes up to you and like is like, wow, that made me like realize something when you said that. You know. Kind of, kind of. It's all mostly been racial things. Right. <laughs> I've had a lot of like white people when I do my improv, or well, you know, because you were my TA. So <laughs> a lot of times with these years at the improv theater, uh-huh. I've had white people come up to me because I'm connected with the underworld, right? right. I'm not just like, because you look at me and I could be like, hey, yeah. but then I'm like, <laughs> I grew up with niggas and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I've had like at the end of like improv courses where like old white ladies come up to me and tell me like you really changed my whole idea about black people (laughs) i swear to you yeah and i don't know part of me doesn't know what to feel i'm like that's hella like whoa that's like one that shows your racism beforehand but it's also for me i'm like that's deep 
that I'm like changing perspectives with a bunch of people because they go, wow, he's still connected to the streets, but he's, he's intellectual. He's, he's, he's about positivity. He's, he's trying to make a change. He's trying to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's the good part about it. But you know, it's also kind of, it gets real awkward at times, (laughs) but with, with black people, a lot of times, I remember the first time I performed for a black crowd, long time ago, and it happened to be at this place called Dorsey's Locker. If you're going to smoke that, let me hit that too. Okay. Um, if It's called, oh, yeah, I mean, outside, of course. Um, <laughs> so, um, so it was at Dorsey's Locker, happened to be my last name. And when I went up there, they said Larry Dorsey, and the crowd was already not feeling me because they thought I was trying to do some hack shit, like my name wasn't actually Dorsey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, my name really is Dorsey. I had to, first I had to convince them that my name was fucking Dorsey, right? right. I look at my ID, bitch. Like, and then I went into my jokes. I got no laughs. But like historically, all comedians know the hardest crowd to do is a black crowd. They'll boo your motherfucking ass off the stage, right? right. So I couldn't get them to laugh. But, you know, I could give a hell of a, rev- a revolutionary speech. You know right. what I'm saying? So I transitioned into more political shit. And although I didn't get them laughing, the motherfuckers was engaged. You know what I mean? They were like, I was all like, yeah, I'm about ready to get off the stage. They're like, nah, nah, finish that theory. Finish that thought. That's a, that's a big thing, though. Yeah. People engaged, whether it's funny or... Yeah. Exactly. So that's one experience I could think of where, like, a lot of times, you know, if I can't get them to laugh, at least I'd get them to think. Right. You know? So that's good. Like, a lot of people, I'm going to tell jokes. Right. Fuck telling a joke. <laughs> I want to. I want. I don't want to tell a joke. I want to. Tell, I want to really. I want to reveal my soul to you. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. I want you to. I want you to understand where I'm coming from and understand that I'm connected to you because we're all humans and at an atomical level we're all equal and we're all the same energy. Hell yeah, man. That's that's art. You know, that's just like yeah. what art is and all its different forms. Definitely, and you're just handling it the right way. That's beautiful. So, um, so what this do nigga you? Over here. Clear eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? No, just how you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, t- I have many, many sounds. But, um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is I wanted to ask you sort of about, like, what's been going on lately. Like, I know that the the, ET, the Equipto's Timeless Cypher has had two really good first weeks and maybe you could just like tell us how do you feel how do you feel about that sort of being the spearhead of the operation and whatnot um i would like to say thank you to everybody who supported thank Mm -hmm. you to everybody who comes came out comes out Mm -hmm. and to all my people who aren't black and brown you're still invited it's like a lot of my white friends hit me up like can i even come and i'm like hell yeah bro like don't do not feel like you cannot come dude this is for everybody to enjoy all ages all creeds all colors all cultural backgrounds all everything i want everybody to have a slice of this and enjoy this for free you know what i'm saying and have a good time you know what i'm saying get your comedy get your poetry get your dancing get your music get your freestyle get everything Mm -hmm. you know um it's i feel like it started with the it started with the uh oh over here it started with uh with uh with a a couple years ago i had an open mic that i ran a comedy open mic in the tenderloin okay and it got shut down where like on ninth and something and like was it at a club or something it was a bar yeah and it got shut down and it was cool we had it for a while it was me and guatemo running that and it was the first time we ran a show it was so dope and um 
and I've hosted like at Mutiny before. I mean, not at Mutiny. Um, at fucking uh, Brainwash before, and I've done, and we actually had our own podcast here. I right. have my podcast here, but we'll get into that later. But so for the sh- for the weekly, it's like. Equipto was saying like he had this OG black dude who who died who was a musician that he would always run into and the OG would always tell him like hey you're from here you should have a weekly show mm. and he said he never really took it like he took it serious but he never really took it and ran with it right right and you know me I'm always trying to do what's the next step let's take it to the next level I'm I'm nigga I'm going celibate I'm I'm, I'm stopping activists I'm doing this I'm just what, what can I do to take it to the next level nigga I need to take shrooms ayahuasca what do I gotta do to expand my shit what can I do to elevate and I was like you know what we need to start we need to start a weekly because I already go I perform at 20 shows or I attend more than 20 shows a week right wow, okay. and so I'm like I know what it is you know what I'm saying like yeah. just tonight I did I was on I did the cameo show I went to the punchline and after this I'm going to the milk bar Hell yeah. and I'm like I know what a weekly show is you know what I'm saying that's not I know how to do it a lot of people were like you gonna do it every week I was like yeah nigga every single <laughs> week <laughs> like what the fuck you think uh-huh. so so I, I'll ask E's mom and she said yes to my comedy show because uh-huh. I want to do a comedy show. Right. And then I love, and we, me and you have already discussed it. Right. And we'll talk about some of the parameters behind something, some of the other things later right. on yeah, <laughs> off yeah. air. Right. But um, I was just like, I want to have a freestyle space. Right. I've seen, I've seen the, the, the Good Life Cafe. I've seen, I've seen these beautiful things. I love freestyle, freestyle rapping. That's one of my favorite things to do in my life point blank period i was like i want to have a space where i can fucking freestyle and i love and the best way to freestyle is in front of a crowd because they they feed off that motherfucking energy yeah just the other day i performed at the big comedy club the san jose improv right okay Uh big it's a big huge theater and the the host is dude named frankie marco shout out to that nigga he's he's a good homie Mm -hmm. little mexican uh mexican dude and he um he introduced me Right, and you know, I told him to roast me. I had a dashiki on. I told him to say straight out of Wakanda, and then he said, and I, then he, then he fucked up. A lot of people fuck up and say I'm from Oakland, right? And he's like, from Oakland, actually, blah blah. blah. And I go up, and the first thing I say, and he he rapped during his set, right? So I was, like, I'm gonna freestyle for you know. First thing I say is like, nigga, that was racist as shit. I'm not from Oakland. The crowd goes crazy, right? And I say, with your kiwi nose. That's why I said this nigga got a kiwi nose, and everybody was rolling. I said, you think you could freestyle? I could freestyle too. And then I went, I went, um, I said, Frankie, I don't know why you messing with me. Because you look like Bert, the Mexican Bert and Ernie off of Sesame Street. And the whole audience erupted. And that's when I know. That's why I knew at that moment. You saw my show at the punchline, too. Yeah. And I started off with a freestyle. Yeah. You know, I know that for some reason, or just improvisation in general, but when you do shit on the spot, it's so organic and it's so natural that they can feel that there ain't no fake to it because it's, 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 it's fresh right there, right? So there's no fake involved in it. And so I know... Like the, for some reason the audience just really gravitates to that and they love that shit. They love it. So I, we had to do that. Were you there this past Friday? Nah, I missed. Did you it. see the battle between me and Daryl? Mm-hmm. When me, when I got in that freestyle battle with the OG Daryl, yeah. the crowd erupted. Yeah. yeah. No, was, I actually was I was crazy. watching it on live. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, oh fuck, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful night. Yeah, yeah. And if the fourteen year old girl, if she would have got on stage, she would have killed it. 
Even if she and she was like, I don't know how to freestyle, and I was like, it's all good. Once you go up there, the crowd is gonna be so supportive and loving of you, no matter what you say. That's the point of freestyling. As long as you go up there and you're having fun, that's the thing. If you're having fun, even if you go, Swiss cheese, oh, hey, what? Everybody's gonna go, oh, everybody's gonna love it. You know what I'm saying? People gonna love that shit. So. I had to incorporate that, and I thought, you know what? Let's just get artists every week, different artists. I wanted just a bunch of different artists. I wanted it to be a community thing, all ages, no alcohol. I had, one of the thing, you know, I was a bouncer for five years of my life right. at major clubs where they did events. And the only problem, you get a lot of money from alcohol, but I'm yeah. not doing it for the money. Right. I'm doing it for the people, right? right? I'm doing it for my love of the craft. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, alcohol, it leads to drama. Yeah. It leads to unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. So we say no alcohol, people gonna drink anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least there's like there's like a f they're already they have they that probably notice. won't drink there. Yeah. yeah exactly. That, no, that, people, that makes people a big be difference. On the low outside I know, but I mean like it's not like, you know, it's good that it's not like hella prevalent in in the space because Definitely. it gives like people that don't want that or yeah. whatever a place to go. Even if it's like on the low, like yeah. it's whatever, you know. It's a right. sacred space. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And so, you know, we got we got artists coming in every single week and um it's it's um I'm good. I'm good. It's um it's going to be dope, man. We got the comedy and you know last the this past Friday the comedy we or the Friday before we ended at 11:30. Right. The first Friday is cuz AC alone. Right. This Friday is just we just ended at 11:30 mm-hmm. and we play a little music to around 12, but he was like, hey, if the crowd feeling, because the crowd was still in it. He was like, if the crowd's still in it, keep doing comedy. Nice. You know what I mean? And with this past week, we had nine comedians. That's dope. That's a lot of comedy, though. That's and the crowd dope. was still engaged. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. It's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know if we should make the comedy longer. I don't know. But I think that's a good idea. I'm really glad that um that y'all made a show where rap and comedy are in the same place. Because mm-hmm. I've, like personally like have have seen the connection like hella uh prevalently like just like by like being around both scenes in san francisco yeah. you know what i mean like for that to be able to circulate would be a dope like thing Definitely. i think for both you know what i mean like if it was really like the support interweave through the different mediums of stage yeah workings yeah and you know it's 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 a it's a it's it's a blessing that we have such a dope location, four seven four Valencia, yep. black and brown social club. It's for the movement, it's for the culture, and it's a block away from the bar station, mm-hmm. right next to also where Muni stops. It's like yeah. super convenient. There's you no know what excuse mean? to not go. It's, it's like it's it's a beauty, and you know this so far this year in January we threw like a a family community event. Remember that one? Yeah. We threw that one with poetry, free food, music for Compañeros del Barrio, and uh, you know what I mean, and and it was dope, right? That was the that was the kickoff to see what would pop off. Full House, right? Right. Then we threw in February the next month. We threw the Equipto's Comedy Cipher at the Punchline. Mm-hmm. That sold, sold out on a out, Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 they, everybody said there was not one bad part in that nah, show. Not at all. Yeah, I was and, there. And so I'm like feeling, I'm like, damn, I'm feeling blessed right now, you know? So the weekly, it just shot off and it's been going good too. And it's, and I feel like, you know, as, as, as long as it keeps that momentum going, it's, we just going to keep it rocking, you know what I mean? And hopefully it gets to a point where we won't even need featured artists because so many people are trying to come through to spit. Right. We fucking have two hours of freestyle. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
And so you and you heard Rich's anthem, right? It's cracking now. Yeah. Every Friday. In case y'all ain't know, there's a whole new sound going down in the skull. In the skull. And just to let y'all niggas know, there's a whole new sound going down in the skull. Where it's at. It's cracking now. Every Friday at the Black and Brown. Hey! It's cracking now. Every Friday at the Black and Brown. And so that's like, that's how we start off the cypher every single time. Rich starts off with that, and then we go into the freestyle. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if we could get Daryl to come as much as possible, it would be dope to end the cipher. Would be Daryl getting on stage, and you know we bullshit with him. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know we pause it, get, our, get pass the donation bucket around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To help pay the DJ, help pay the artist, help pay whoever needs to. You know whatever future artists, and then uh, start the comedy show up. I think there needs to be a little bit more of a transition into the comedy, like one more step to it. I still haven't figured it out. I was like donations, like a trapeze artist, or something, <laughs> uh, or something, something to like. Where it's like it switches the energy because the energy after the cipher is so live and strong. Yeah, like, we should get some mood lights. Yeah, that would be. That's what I was thinking. Some type of light switch. Yeah. Like where it's like maybe turn the lights off. T- like turn a the lights red on, light turn. towards the comedian. Yeah. Oh, see, that's dope. That's dope. Or you could start with the comedy. Nah, I nah, wanted to end it end. because I want to end on like a funny note. So that because just in case some hood shit is there, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to end on a hype note because that niggas is hype. You know what I'm saying? I want to end on a note where it's like everybody's laughing, ah, funny, funny, funny. That was a good night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I thought of that too. But I just was like, and that's also why like people say, did you did you consider like removing all the chairs? That's another reason why I don't want to remove chairs. Because you Muff, want it to be chill. I want it to be where you 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 can't really do too much, nigga. You sit down. You can't bump nobody. You can't. You know what I mean? There's no possibility. If you fight and you got to stand up to fight, you know. I want it to be very, I want it to be almost theater-like. Like, not just theater, movie theater, but I mean, like, theater, watching a play theater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of watching a play, um, have you ever done a play before? Yeah, I have. I've done many. Which one? They say, like, one or two. I've done the Heidi, the Heidi Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, fences. What it? Okay, so so what are those plays? Fences is like an old school black play about like how racism stopped this one guy. Denzel came out with the movie just recently too, mm. and he plays the main character. It stops him from like because Jackie Robinson was the first person to play pro baseball, right. so he wanted to do that, and he was considered better than Jackie Robinson. But they weren't a, black people weren't allowed to play in the major leagues. Okay, so it's kind of him being depressed. Just a, it's a sad ass play about him being depressed and abusing his family. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, the other one, the Heidi Chronicles, is about like a bunch of shit about the life of like Heidi and her friends. And I play, I was. I actually got cast as the, one of the principal actors. I was the, I like this. It was Heidi and then me, like the two main actors. At my, it was at the Academy Art University for our school play. Mm-hmm. And ah oh, man, the reason I got casted was because you know just my energy. Right. And they, I didn't know what the director was doing, but he said, "I want you, everybody, all the guys." When he was like doing the audition, to play a girl. Right, uh-huh. and guess who fucking did the fucking craziest girl? You. Yeah. So then he, he, I didn't know what he was did doing you it for. Sing in one no, I was just all like, just like talking like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so next thing you know, I get casted as one of the lead characters who happens to be gay. Uh huh. 
So I had to get into like a whole preparation of like like the gay experience, like everything about that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and like a lot of people, you know, that I'm around, uh, you know, gangster niggas, they're pretty homophobic. Right. <laughs> you know, hip hop community, right? Me, not not me. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, yeah. I love every all human beings, but gangster niggas, they're pretty um, <laughs> they're pretty homophobic. So I couldn't tell none of my niggas. You right. know what I'm saying? I told my dad, my dad, he's accepting all people too, mm-hmm. but he clowned me. He was right. all like, yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe you might find out something about yourself you didn't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. But he was very impressed. He said, my dad said he cried. Not like cried, but like he teared During up. Your because, performance. Because he's, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's watching his son on stage pursuing his dream. Wait, so you actually played a, a female part? No, I played a gay dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the auditions was he asked us to play act like a female. Okay. Yeah, and so it was a dope experience, man. I have really, and I, you know, I, I am a difficult person, so all the due dates, all the deadlines to have lines, and all that shit, I was far behind. It was to a point where he was like, "We might need to cast somebody else," <laughs> but I was so like, he felt like I was so good for the role. It was hard for him not to like let me go, you know. Right. And by the end, I had, you know, we did ran the play for a week, and I had the lines on point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, do you think that? Um. So being in having been in plays, do you think that plays have a different uh, purpose than films when it comes to storytelling, or do you um, think that it's like the same thing but just different? I love plays, you know. So you said film and plays. Yeah, so you know, like movies or plays, like you know what I mean when it comes to like acting and like. So being in it or watching both, like what's the like what is more impactful and okay. what's the difference? Okay, so I would say that's tough. That's tough. Um, I would say for me specifically, I rather watch a movie, mm-hmm. but I love plays. Right. There's something about plays that take you to a magical place. If the, but see the thing that sucks about plays, it's, it's same with movies. But at least for movies, you could kind of get like a review beforehand with plays. Sometimes you don't know it. Shit might suck. Yeah. <laughs> the movie movies suck too. But like you could at least like critics review. This is a fucking horrible movie. Yeah. Right with plays. You know. But you also like don't even have to go out to see a movie. You know you would watch that shit on netflix exactly no they got plays on tv but like they got plays on film too that's why yeah that's like watching an opera on tv yeah yeah. but i just mean like do you think that watching a play uh makes people feel the story more than a movie nah i think movies do you think movies do yeah Mm -hmm. because the movie there's I don't know. That's that's a deep thing because when you're live and direct, mm-hmm. actually plays. If it's a good play, I don't know. Yeah, if it's a good play. Damn, I've cried in plays before, and I've cried in movies. Um, damn, that's deep. You know, I will say this from my side. Like when it comes to acting, I'll take a movie over play any day because mm-hmm. a play is like you got to run through the whole thing. Yeah, and have all your shit called. A movie is like. Oh, we shot 30 seconds in one hour? Okay, we're going to come back the next hour and shoot the next 30 seconds. It's like, oh, for sure, nigga, let me get some bagels. Let me get some fucking <laughs> smoke a J. Like, I can chill. You know what I mean? So I definitely don't like memorization. You know what I'm saying? I hate members. That's why I'm so, I love free. That's why I had to get good at freestyling, nigga. Because right. I've been writing poetry since elementary, writing little raps and bullshit like that. 
and I can never remember my shit. And I have good memory. <laughs> I have really good memory, but for some reason, I think it's because I write so, like, I try to be hella intricate with my shit yeah. that I can't remember it. So I say I have to get good at freestyling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I have to because I can't remember my raps or my poems. But you remember jokes. I do because jokes, jokes is like talking shit is like, it's like you could you could find a different way to talk shit every single time. You know what I mean? It's a different. Do you energy. freestyle jokes a lot all the time, more than remembering them. Nah. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: I've been getting better and better at freestyling jokes, man. Mm-hmm. Better and better, dude. Mm-hmm. On stage, I just go up there and start talking. The other day uh, at the club. Um, what happened? Um, there was a lady with a cast, and she, uh, she was. I was like, "What happened?" Right? She was. I hurt my heel, and and and, uh, and or she, or she said, oh, "Oh, I just wanted to heal," or some shit like that. Right? She said, "I just wanted to heal. I don't want to talk about." She wants it. her heel to heal. No, she said, "I just don't want to." She said, I, "I just fucked up how the punchline is gonna sound," but it was hella funny. I said, "She, she said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about. It. I just wanted to heal." And I said, "What'd you say?" And he said, "She just wants it to heal." And I said, "I, I think you the one who wanted to heal, because once to heal, you could put up her heels." Or so I said something like that. <laughs> Crowd was rolling, like it was just such a smooth transition into it. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. I, I felt hella good about that one. <laughs> so do you like vary your jokes from like a like a strip club to like a club? Like you you have different jokes geared to those different settings? Definitely. Oh shit, hell yeah, I have to. You know what I'm saying? I got to. At the strip club, I go up there and talk big shit. <laughs> I I, whew, I talk big at the cannabis club, high jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. so I have to <laughs> definitely look at the audience and gear what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely kids show. I'm like. Kids show, yeah. yeah, what do you call a seagull flying over the bay? What? A bagel. <laughs> Kids start laughing. That's a good one. All right, I'm going to give you a scenario, and then you're going to freestyle a joke about it, okay? Let's go for it. All right. So, you're performing at uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's daughter's eighth birthday. Okay. For sure. <sighs> Hey, Leonardo. Yeah. Oh, you're playing Leonardo? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was just giving you some help. I'm glad you're a father that doesn't leave your child's life. Like, catch me if you can. I tried, nigga. That was pretty good. Uh, It was hard. (laughs) Catch Me If You Can is a good movie. I love that movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen Catch Me If You Can? I feel like Satchel. Don't you feel like Satchel has never done hella shit? (laughs) Everything I say, this nigga's never done it. I'm going to go eat some waffles. Never had waffles. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you ain't never had waffles? No, I never had waffles. What's the movie about? It's about. It's deep. It's about a guy, a kid. It's about who's the son of a con man. And he, like, becomes one of the greatest con men in history. Yeah. Like, he, like, fakes to be a pilot. Is Leo playing the game? Yeah, he yeah. fakes to be a pilot, dude. He flies planes. He fakes that shit. He fakes... It's a true story. That's the crazy thing about it. He fakes to be a lawyer. He fakes to be a doctor. He's in the operation rooms and shit. What and he do doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just talking. That's a lot of confidence. Or as Jewish people like to say, chuspah. Chuspah. <laughs> but what he, would, what he would do is he would, like, get checks... 
and he would figure out how to like make the yeah. checks clear yeah. for because back then they like it took checks like a while to clear if but you could still cash them. He beat the system. He was a yeah. slick dick. Yeah, you just get a cashier's check and cash it. Sounds simple, but shit, I don't think I could figure that shit out. This was back in the day. Yeah, let me t- from as a as a fucking reformed criminal. Let me t- tell you niggas something. Yeah, tell us. You can't do crime like you used to. Yeah. It is so there's so much technology. I am surprised when motherfuckers are still criminals. I'm like, you still a criminal? You know how many fucking cameras are out there? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Back in the day, if you had a fucking camera, you were a fucking snitch. <laughs> That's what it was. Now <laughs> oh, Snapchat, Instagram, oh live. Oh, it's going down World Star. All that shit. Motherfuckers who had camera got robbed. It was like, what's this who's this nigga with the camera? You know what I mean? People start tripping, put their mask down and shit. What you doing? Put the camera away. You know, nowadays, not only is there more cameras, niggas are more ignorant. Motherfuckers is talking about mask off. Yeah, bare face. You gonna do a crime bare face? You're fucking retarded. <laughs> You're going to jail for sure. What the fuck are you doing crimes bare face? Why is that even a cultural thing to be cool? Bare face. So you know I'm the one. Yeah, you know who else is going to know who you're the one? The fucking federal agents when they indict your motherfucking ass. That's what's going to happen. That's why I'm like, as a reformed criminal, I'm like, I could never do the shit I did. And I sometimes I'm so so much in shock that I got away with all the shit I did and that I never went to jail. I'm in very much shock of how I fucking did that. I've robbed so many motherfuckers, man. People woke up, I always think today, motherfuckers had woke up in the morning and was like, oh, fuck, I got to go to work and my car is not here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, I just, uh, I'll tell you, I've been in stolen cars so many, dude, I've stolen over 50 cars, 60 cars, hands down, for sure. How many cars have you stolen in one day? That's funny because we did a lot. Because for some, some of them, like for some reason, one time, oh, it was so just fucking funny. Of whatever. Yes, definitely. Or All I right. wouldn't talk about it. So, um, <laughs> um, I haven't done crime in over ten years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, uh, one time we so we stole a car, right? And we were Guatemala too. It was okay. funny as fuck. So we stole a car, <laughs> and um, we see another car we're gonna steal, right? Because for some reason we wanted. I think this car was low on gas or something, or like, and we didn't want to pump gas. We were just like, we ride it till the wheels fall off. And so, um, some of them niggas are so hilarious. Some of them people they kept the car and would fill it up with gas and treat treat it like their own car. Started putting the shit up in it. They're fucking riding around. We're like 15 years old, 60 years old. Them niggas got like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna put some rims on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get this shit right. I'm like, that's not your fucking car, nigga. <laughs> You're investing in this car. I, the funniest moment ever with stolen cars. Y'all niggas gonna laugh, Mike. This is so funny. So I had two cousins who are twins, right? Uh-huh. And one day, one of them had a stolen car, and there was like a. I lived on it. I lived, grew up on a dead end street, right, uh-huh. over by in between Excelsior and Lakeview, right. I grew up on dead end street, and and it's like it's a deep ass cut in the dead end, right. And it's like where hella hood niggas were kicking and shit, and that's where we parked the stolen cars, uh-huh. right. And so um, one of my cousins had parked his car there, and the next morning he heard a sound, 
my his twin brother was stealing his stolen car from him. <laughs> <laughs> so my my cousin looks out the window and I'm looking out my window because I hear it too and I look up and my cousin's like, hey, nigga, he's stealing my car. Yeah, yeah. And I start laughing. I was like, nigga, that ain't your car. And he's <laughs> he's like, fuck you, nigga, that's my car. And all you see is his, his brother with a grin on his face. Like, <laughs> he's like, nigga, that's my car. And he's like, he's really like having a panic attack about his fucking car getting stolen when it's not his car that's demo no 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 my two, these two twins right <laughs> so his car got his stolen car got stolen by it was just it was two times over stolen it was funny but um twice removed so here's the story we're in the car guatemo was like okay if y'all going to steal that car let me drive this one and we're like for sure just wait just in case we can't get it so we go tell the car we couldn't get it because sometimes the cars had brake locks have you ever seen a brake lock is that what it locks on when the brake no, it's like a steering wheel lock, you know, the oh, thing you yeah. put a steering oh, wheel, yeah, but yeah. on the brake. Oh. It's, yeah, it's some weird yeah. shit. So a lot of times we'd break into a car because we'd, so here's what we do. We'd say ham sandwich, no pickle, right? So that means ham sandwich is a car we could steal. No pickle means there's no little thing for the steering wheel. So we'd walk by with our code. We'd be like, ham sandwich, no pickle. And they'd be like, oh, for sure. And we'd get in because it had no pickle, but we look on the ground, there's a pickle on the motherfucking ground. And we're like, fuck, right? So that's what usually would happen. So we couldn't steal the car. When we went back to the car, this nigga Guatemo put in a neutral, did some mani shit. I don't know, but the car was like smoking. We're like, what? What did you do to the car, nigga? He's like, I didn't do nothing. I was like, nigga, the car was perfectly fine. What'd you do? And we all started laughing. We tried to drive it. It wouldn't drive anymore. So we just got out of it. And for some reason, it kept rolling. And it knocked over, like, all these people's lawns. And, like, we were in a different part of San Francisco. Just started going over all these lawns and fences and knocking shit over. And stopped in someone's front of their house. I was like, so, and, and one of my friends goes, Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> and we keep on walking. It was so funny. And it was, it, someone's going to wake up with, one, their fence fucked up. Two, a fucking stolen car on their lawn. I'm like, I did this. <laughs> fucking I did we did crazy shit you know and and sometimes I have to like Nina like that Nina Simone meme that I put up recently I have to have patience with my people because I know they've been through a lot of trauma and there's different reasons you know what I'm saying for why like you know niggas is hungry you know what I'm saying I had ants in my fridge I was eating fucking sardine with fucking old ass tortillas and honey with ants in them and shit like I was like nigga, so we went we said nigga, we gonna get it we was we was robbing niggas we was we was getting like two thousand a week uh-huh. as fifteen years old mm-hmm. two thousand dollars a week wow. but we would split it like twelve ways you know what I'm saying ah uh, <laughs> we was getting paid dude and we were doing a lot of we had smooth operations we weren't doing dumb shit we all we had to strategize planned you know what I'm saying so we was getting it for for a good amount of time and. I'm just happy I never got caught. Yeah, that's good. It's wild. That would have been some shit. What um, what what uh, when when did you decide to not do that? The last crime I did. It made the news. It was like I had a private detective looking for me, mm. and that's why I had to leave the state mm. and um on the run. And mm. so when I left the state. Is when I realized I was lit. It's so fucking funny, nigga. When I look back, it's hilarious. Cause I left. I took a train in my brother's name. That's mm. that's a that's nigga. That's a bar right there. Nigga took a yeah. train in my brother's <laughs> name. <laughs> but I took a train in my brother's name. Mm-hmm. And while I'm on the train, the song the Jacka, the Jacka song comes on. Uh, uh, 
where I'm from. He goes, I hop on a plane, feeling real scared. I know I didn't, shouldn't have done it, but I'm here. And I'm like, oh, shit, nigga. I was listening to Jacket like, damn. I was crying on the train, looking out the window at like, like trees and snow and shit in Tahoe. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And I'm fucking going to fucking Utah and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I got to go to Utah for fucking a year. I was thinking I only did nine months, but I... I fucking was out there for a minute, bro. And out there, I was still doing crime. Yeah. So how'd you get back? I I did a fifth year of high school out there, got my diploma, and after I got my diploma, I came back. And they weren't, the detective wasn't looking for you anymore? Nope. I was so gone. I was gone for so long. It was a long ass time, and they they convicted two of my friends. Oh, so Guatemala was one of them. He, got, he, got, he was getting nine felonies and two misdemeanors. But he paid over $20,000 on the case. And he didn't snitch on none of us. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that nigga had to go through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's the only one who got caught. But he knows it was his fault. <laughs> you yes, heard dude. his joke? You heard yeah, his joke? That fat ass nigga didn't want to jump the ledge. It wasn't a fence he had to climb. It was a ledge he had to jump. Mm. He kept looking over the ledge like, fuck. And now he's in shape because he's been doing martial arts like intensely. But back then he was like a big like cholo fat nigga. And he was hanging with a bunch of quick fast niggas. Mm-hmm. And so we was gone. And that nigga was just like looking over the ledge and all the other niggas was just jumping the ledge and the police officer was running full speed and Guatemala was looking over the ledge, looking at the police officer, looking over the ledge and he picks up a metal trash can and throws it at the police officer. <laughs> that nigga got a lot of those felonies was him assaulting an officer. He punched the officer in the face. Right. He just like, that nigga, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that was that last crime we did. That was one of the reasons why I stopped. Going out of state's one of the reasons why I stopped. I almost got arrested out of state, mm. and that was scary as fuck. And the person I was with is just got deported for what we did. You know what I mean? Not just, but like, like later on, like a couple years later, he still had a warrant, and he was he was undocumented, so he wasn't trying to go to court because he knew he would get deported. Mm-hmm. But it was for something me and him did, mm. and he ended up getting caught, and he got deported. Dude. Wow! So my friend got deported off of something I up. did, and when he was in El Salvador. Since he was new out there, right? Because he never lived there. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, he was, his parents were, um, or he, he was like a baby there or whatever. But, and so he got fucking kidnapped by the fucking MS-13. Whoa. Yes. And he called me to tell me, not to blame me, but just like, dude, what we did, I got deported. I just got kidnapped by the MS-13. They stripped me naked. They, they tortured me. And they looked, they searched my whole body for tattoos. They couldn't find any. And they let me go. And they said, if they ever see me, they, I either got to join the gang or they're going to kill me. So now that nigga lives, he had to live, move to, I'm not going to say where, but he had to move to another fucking country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had to move to another country because it would have his, his fucking newborn baby and his fucking wife because he got fucking kidnapped for something he wasn't even a part of but it's because he got deported so that's like one of the reasons it's so important that we like try to help these immigrants because it's like they're going they might go back to a situation where they could fucking die yeah. and that's my homie for life you Hell know what yeah. i'm saying like and i'll never forget i'll tell you what happened um we um i i was because i had so many credits because i already did four years of high school i wasn't really taking my fifth year serious right Mm -hmm. and um so i was like skipping class i was bullshit and i was the weed dealer of the school out there in utah (laughs) 
I was making so I was ma- I made I remember I was making eleven hundred on average a week mm-hmm. because I was getting the weed shipped out here from California, nigga. I was a hustler back then, nigga. I swear to God, nigga. I was pimping, nigga. I was doing some real deal shit. Niggas don't know. Okay, so um, so so what you call that? Um, so I was like making a lot of money out there. I was doing good, and um, where was I going with this? Oh, how I got caught up. Oh, yeah. So, me and my uncle, my uncle, my Colombian uncle, and this nigga's a grown-ass nigga, but he would come to all the high school parties and shit. It was hella funny. He would be partying. Hey, oh, you met my uncle? Oh, Satchel's met my uncle. <laughs> yes, that uncle. He would, come to, he would come to the high school parties. He would turn up with us. He would be like, he just, because, you know, he, was, he didn't really have nobody out there, so he'd be with us, right? And a lot of his friends to this day are my friends. He hangs out with young-ass niggas, right? He's a young soul. He smokes weed. And so it was me, him, my homie Tarzan. He's the one who got deported. This Mexican dude named Pedro. This Middle Eastern bitch and this Jamaican girl, and um, <laughs> everybody's laughing. That nigga, I'm, you know, I stand for my women's rights and all that shit. Just let's get past that, okay? Okay, niggas, niggers. Okay, I'm black. <laughs> oh shit, I'm racist. No, okay, okay. Let's continue. Um, so, so um, here's how I almost got arrested, right? right. So, we were all smoking at a park, and my uncle was kind of like, he's, you know, he's OG. He's like, hey, you want me to take you to school? Because I was already late as fuck. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm going to chill here. I'm going to go to school. They're going to school anyways. I don't want you to go out your way. He's like, you sure? And I feel like he was trying to tell me, like, you should probably go to school now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he, my uncle was like a free spirit. Even though I was living with him, he was like, ah, do what you want, you know? And I was like, nah, I'm cool. And he was like, all right. And he dipped. A couple minutes later, the not the park ranger, but the parks and rec people come to the park and we're smoking in front in a van right we're not in the van we're by the van and then we we stop smoking once we see them we get in the car and he, i was like i think we should leave and the driver was pedro and right i'm seasoned right i'm like nigga i'm 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 from this big city i've been running the streets since i was a young since i was a young and i know about crime and shit i said we should and i was like niggas we should bounce and they're trying to be cool nah it's all good we know how it is out here it's all good I'm like, okay. That park ranger call the police. Police comes up behind us and parks next to the park ranger. And I'm like, I think we should go now. The police are here. They're like, nah, if we go, it's suspicious. I'm like, nah, bro, let's just go. He's like, nah, we'll just chill. They can't say nothing. We didn't do nothing wrong. The police pulls up right next to us, gets out the car to come up to the window. I said, let me do all the talking. And And Pedro goes, Nah, I got this. Don't worry. This nigga's been 0 for 3, baby. And I'm like, hey, man, you sure? He's like, I got this. So out there, what they call cutting school, is they call it sloughing. That's this weird word. Sloughing. You're sloughing, right? And out there, if you are not in, when the bells ring for your class, you get one bell, and if I may say, you get the next one. If you're not in class, they lock all the doors, and if they catch you, or you can skip class or if they catch you, right? If they catch you, you got to pay a $5 ticket. It was a capitalistic shit at that school. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they caught your ass, you got to pay $5. And if you don't pay your fees, you're not graduating. Damn. Yeah. So so the word is sloughing, right? Mm-hmm. The officer walks up to the window and says, hey, um, what are you guys doing here? And Pedro immediately goes, oh, sorry, officer. We're just sloughing. My heart motherfucking dropped. I said, and I immediately, you know me, I was like, 
I'm not. I'm 18. I go to Slick, and I, I was just. I thought they were gonna give me a ride. He was like, "Shut up." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yes, sir." I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> and he was all like, "What school do you guys go to?" He's like, "Oh, we go to Hunter High, right?" He's like, "All right, follow me. I'm taking you back to the school." And so we drove behind the cop. He took. We go back to the school. We. He goes, "Okay, I'm gonna search. I'm gonna search the car." And he was like, "Oh, you don't have a right to search the car." He's like, oh, "Okay." And he looked as we're getting out of the car. Slick motherfucking cop. He goes, is that a beer bottle right there? There was an empty beer bottle in the car. Mm. This nigga Pedro, oh, that was my dad's. <laughs> Cop's like, it don't matter whose it is. You're the one driving. And he was all like, he was like, everybody get out the car. Now I have a right to search the car. And while we had the weed in the car. Now, peep this. That's why that nigga can't blame me for getting deported. One, because it's not my fault. But two, because I told them niggas exactly what to do the entire time. So I look at I look at Tarzan with, with the tree, and I told him I was like, "Hey, bro, I was like, tuck the tree underneath the seat inside of the fucking seat." He was like, "Nah, they're not even gonna search." He put it in his backpack pocket and threw his backpack in the back. <laughs> Once the officer seen the beer bottle and said, "I'm searching," everybody don't move. Everybody stay there. And he's like, his hand on his gun. He was hella intense, you know, white cowboy Utah cop, right? And so he um. He starts searching through everything, and he grabs. He goes through everybody's backpack, and Tarzan's was in the back. He grabs my backpack, and I was like, "That's mine." He's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> I kept, I kept trying to excuse myself, nigga. I was like, "Me, right there." And so he searches my shit. I had nothing, right? And he was like, "Okay, I don't think there's anything left." And he goes, "Oh, there's one more bag, Tarzan's bag, right?" So that motherfucker goes up to Tarzan's bag, opens it up, and finds all the fucking weed. Pulls out his gun, nigga. We're in front of a school. and There's hella people looking out the window and shit. It was intense. It was so, like, the school heard about it and everything. It's like, everybody get down. Put your hands behind your back. You're all under arrest, blah, blah, He arrests us all. We had to get interrogated. So it was me and the two girls in one with one interrogation and Tarzan and Pedro with the other one. Because I was, you know, trying to excuse myself the whole time, they put me with the two girls because, they, you know, they're like the girls are fucking just girls. They're innocent. And Tarzan and, and Pedro had to go to the other room. Nigga. They looked at our eyes. Opened our mouth. I was high as fuck. I played it off. I was like, oh, was on my high? The girls were just crying and hella scared. They're like, okay, you three can go. I was like, I was one of the girls. I was like, okay. You know what I mean? Really? And so I got up and I walked. And as I'm walking by the room that they're like talking to Tarzan and Pedro, I, we all three of us catch eye contact. It was like one of those moments while I'm walking by and they look and they see me and I'm all like, you know what I mean? And I'm all like, oh, shit. yeah, nigga, I'm out. I'm like, don't say nothing about me, nigga. I'm on the run, nigga. I'm out here. I'm not even supposed to be getting in trouble out here. You know, I'm fuck. I'm supposed to be leaving from trouble and getting into more trouble. They knew that. So they didn't say nothing. And he ended up getting deported. That's how I almost got arrested. But uh, that was a close one. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> that was a close one. Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy story right there. But nah, crime, I'm so paranoid, I would never do crime, man. I used to be slick, too, man. I used to rob people at school, right? They'd leave their phone, slipping. I would steal their phone. I would leave class. I would go into the bathroom, right? And you know how when you flip the trash bag over a, 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 a bin and it's kind of tight when you flip it over? Yeah. I would put the phone in between the lid that you flip it over and the trash can. 
it'd be hella tightly secured, yeah. and I'll turn it off, take the 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 uh, the, the what the chip from the inside out and everything, the battery out, and I'll put it behind there, and then I'll turn the trash can right because I knew the janitor wasn't gonna check it. And, that, and then so at the end of school And then you walk back into class I walk like, back into class here, I don't have shit I don't have shit And so Yeah I know nigga I was robbing I would try to set people up Because I, I knew so many hood niggas That I knew most of the people at Law or wherever I was going They didn't know the people Kind of niggas I knew You know what I mean Who were crazy as fuck <laughs> with, with nothing to lose So if you fucking with niggas With nothing to lose they motherfuckers is crazy, you know what I mean? They'll do anything. One of my friends was on America's Most Top 10 Most Wanted. One of my friends made it on that. Yes. That's crazy. But so... <laughs> Damn. But yeah, nigga. Um, I would never do crime again. And I'm 100% against all forms of crime. Because... One, it's... I feel like I've done a lot of good in my life. Way more good than bad. So I don't think it evens out. I think you, I don't think you could live life like that where oh I'm evening it out. Like I punched this person in the face, but I just gave this motherfucker a massage. You know it don't work like that. <laughs> but but I feel like I done good, and you know I pre- and I preach against crime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I'm a subject of the environment and the times. You know what I'm saying? I'm a subject of what has been set up for that. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, being a being a being a um a criminal is exhilarating. It's like people's like all the rap songs talk about it. People think it's kind of cool and what it, it was a lot of fun. But now that I think about it as an adult, I'm like, if I would have got caught and really had to face the time, that would have been crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would have been insane. You had a totally different life. I would have had a totally different life. Real talk. Yeah. So, um, what's uh, what's the next move for Larry Dorsey besides just every Friday? Like, what's the next big thing people people can expect from you I'm gonna this be, year? Um, uh, so a lot of people know I work for the radio station KMEL. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be starting my own podcast for Ooh. KMEL coming wow, out. Really? Yeah. Dope. So that's gonna be dope. Um, I'm trying to get this book published. And is, I'm it, tr- is it wrote, written already? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's um, it's all. I still just have to like, f- like finish out some little kinks to it. Yeah. And then I'll, I I want to get this book published, and then <clears throat> what else I want to do is um, I, I want in the summer I want to go to Puerto Rico and help rebuild and and help you know do a volunteer program. Mm-hmm. Those are my big things for this year. That's dope. Music as well too. Some musical things. Oh yeah. What kind of musical things? Oh man. You're going to be expecting something special very soon. <laughs> What's up? Masturbation song? It's going to be definitely some masturbation <laughs> songs. Because I masturbate way too much. And then that nigga would go, oh. <laughs> that shit was so, I was like, it sounds almost a little bit like Afro Man, you know what I mean? But with your own twist to it, that shit was funny as fuck. Nah, but yeah, I'm totally anti-crime. And I, and the reason why I talk about it so openly is because, and I feel like a lot of people don't believe me sometimes. I've had people tell me to my face, I don't believe you. Because <laughs> they say some of the shit I say is so wild, like some of the crime, like shit I did. They're right. like, impossible. And I'm like, where do you think they get the shit from? Like in movies and stories, like 
You know, motherfucker, it's not all imagination. Niggas really did this. You know what I mean, motherfucker? Yeah. Where do you think these crime... Go look up crime statistics. See how many broke... San Francisco has the most stolen cars in the country. Did y'all know that? Really? Most broken car thieves breaking yeah, into cars two, in the country. I got two, three cars stolen from my house, like, through my, throughout my childhood. And... <laughs> I can't. Yeah, my, my mom's car got stolen twice or three times too. And let me tell you, it's a Nissan Altima. It might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've had this talk before. It might have been me. Park yeah, know. Park Merced was one of my the best spots to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was because so, there's yeah, hella. Larry probably stole my car. Yeah, because <laughs> there's hella college but it's students. Chill now. Bygones be bygones. Yeah, right? it's Whatever. chill now. It wasn't my money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> my mom's money. But like. Like, nah, college students are careless. They're they're fucking on drugs. They're like experimenting. They're free. They're trust. They're, they're, they're trust. They're trustworthy. You know, whatever. So those were the best licks, nigga. Yeah. They're a lot of them have a little more money. You know what I mean? Like those are the. No, that no. I'm talking about the ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are definitely some ones they got. So that, that new area, like right, what's it called, Summit? Yeah. Right. They're like college kids rent that shit out. Really? Yeah. That's like those million dollar yeah. houses. Wow. Yeah. You know, see, that's what that's the see. Let me tell you something. I'm celibate right now, right? So I feel like in my life, there's so many chapters in my life, that was right? A transition. Like I went through my crime chapter. After that, I went through a little artist like acting and you know trying to be a Rasta and Buddhist, all that. You know, then I went through my activism chapter. Now I'm in my celibacy chapter. <laughs> That's my chapters right now, right? And I'm six months deep, and it feels good, nigga. Six months? I'm six months celibate, longest I've been since I lost my virginity. And I feel good. I feel empowered. I feel strong. I feel like I don't even look at women. Like, I just, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good feeling. And I'll have more respect for women, you know what I'm saying? I keep my distance from women. You know, because, you know, a lot of times I say crazy shit and sometimes only men can hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I say crazy shit. Not like misogynistic, but just like, oh, like, yeah. like I, I'd kick the fuck out of a stray dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some women will laugh at that, but like most of the time men are laughing at that. Like, and then men might go, why do you want to kick the stray dog? I'm like, I don't know. I just really want to <laughs> kick the fuck out of a stray dog. Um, and I don't I would never do it I had an opportunity in Cuba on a beach and I, me and my brother looked at each other and we smiled like we always wanted to kick a straight dog he did too and we fucking didn't have the heart we couldn't do it but um, but I will say you know that that this chapter is a beautiful chapter cause it's just like all I want is success man so I want to keep it going I want to see everybody here have success you know what I'm saying everybody Saif, Mike Motherfucking Satchel, Dario, motherfucking the Gabes over here. I want all you niggas to fucking have the most success, happiness. Even though I'm celibate, I hope you guys get the most vagines. What? Vagines. Nah, I didn't know. I was a young nigga. But um, I just really want everybody to be happy in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of times people do activism and shit like that for self-serving purposes. For me, it was always been because the pain of my family history and the pain of, that I could see or the confusion I could see in a lot of young black people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the main reasons I just wanted I just wanted to find some way to alleviate that. 
And on a humanistic level, I always tell people when they ask me how I got into comedy is ever when I was in elementary, where's my Lakeshore people at? Hey. <laughs> okay, so when I was at Lakeshore Elementary, I that's when I first noticed that I wanted to befriend the weird people because I felt like they were lonely. And I've never in my life had a fucking problem with being lonely. I fucking shit. Let me be lonely, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm so like happy with who I am. Like, nigga, I could be alone. You know what I'm saying? I've spent a lot of times alone. You know, train 20, 50 hour train rides alone. You know what I'm saying? Shit alone. I love being by myself. So, but I noticed a lot of people would be by themselves and I didn't want them to feel that pain. You know what right. I'm saying? So, no matter who they were, fucking. All different types of people, I would always see them, and I'd be like, I don't want you to feel bad, you know what I'm saying? So I'd befriend them, and um, and I noticed that as a kid, I would try to make them laugh, too, because I'd make the whole class laugh, and I'd see them, and I'm like, this motherfucker don't want to laugh, I'll make this nigga laugh, you know what I mean? Like, it was a challenge to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's how I started being the class clown, and it all... It, it, went all the way through and i always tell people like i would be always you know well known popular whatever know people and um i would see like the fucking theater kids they'd be like hi larry and i'd be walking with some people down the hall and they're like how the fuck you know that uh, you know what I mean how you know that motherfucker i'm like i'm cool everybody man you know what i'm saying yeah so that's how i got into comedy class clown i always wanted to make people laugh because i didn't want to see i wanted people to find some beauty in life if they're going through some bullshit you know that's how I got started making motherfuckers laugh. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I feel, you know, I say a lot of shit. I was like, bitch, and this and that. And motherfuckers need to know. That's a motherfucker right there. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers need to know it's, it's not that serious. Words are powerful, but, you know what I'm saying? If you know, like, that's like with a black person. For, for instance, like this. If I, see, if I see Mike, I go, what's up, my nigga? He's, he's going to know, like, I'm another black person calling him a nigga. He's like, okay, cool. There's an understanding, right? So as a human being, if you have love in your heart and you know I have love in my heart, you should have an understanding when I fucking crack jokes and talk hella shit, yeah. it's even if it's evil as fuck, that you know I know Larry. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's fucking, that's, Larry's just crazy. He's not really wanting to kick a stray dog. I kind of do, but yeah. he's not really going to do it ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to kick the fuck out of it. Right in the stomach I don't know why That's so evil But I would never do it though Because I have a good heart And that's the point I'm trying to make <clears throat> Right No yeah No doubt But um Larry Thank you for coming To Old Soul Radio man Um You're welcome back Anytime It's about to be 11.50 So this is usually When we um Play the last few songs But do you have anything else You want to say Before we exit I will the say theater? Everything you see Manifested before you Is the result of a dream I want to say That everybody So you need to create Your reality In front of you I never thought That there would be A fucking weekly Black and brown show mm. In San Francisco Where I'm hosting And I'm freestyle rapping And motherfuckers is clapping And motherfuckers is uh, doing laughing And motherfuckers You know what I mean All I was trying to rhyme But all these people All coming through And having a great time And the punchline And this I'm like damn Uh, You know what I mean Dude I never would have thought I'm working for the radio station Like all these things happening for me I'm like This is beautiful Like I, Mm -hmm. I can't I can't express how I feel, but then I know I put in that work, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas know I don't drink. I don't fucking party. I don't hang out. I don't fucking 
waste time. I don't kick it. I don't even. I eliminated women from my life. I don't do nothing but want to reach success, nigga. That's yeah, all I do. What's up? I got the juice. I don't got shit. And that's another thing. Motherfuckers, with my confidence, I don't want nobody to think I'm arrogant because I know, one, we all die, so it doesn't really matter. Two, we're all equal <laughs> on a spiritual level. So what the fuck? It's just it's the path I've chosen yeah. is to be a big shit talker. You know what I mean? That's the path I chose. And so everybody has their own path. And so man, I can't judge nobody and I'm not better than nobody. And this is just this is just my lane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't I don't you know try to compare myself i don't say i'm better than nobody i don't i don't and i don't hate on nobody see that's one other thing niggas humans have a lot of weaknesses like one of the biggest weaknesses with humans is they can't be wrong i'm i'm the first nigga to tell you everything i just said on this show today could be 100 percent wrong i could be wrong and i'm willing to learn I, i i could humble myself to that level with my crazy ass right a lot of people can't do that i could be wrong i know i i know that this world might be an illusion my, you know, in the blink of an eye, in the star in the sky, you know what I'm saying? This we're a fucking on a rock spinning through space. Yeah. You know, we gotta appreciate shit. We gotta enjoy shit. We have to have love shit. We have to have a good time. Hell yeah. And that's why I'm not gonna change for nobody. I always tell my you could change oil before you change me, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so my last words is, you know, I want everybody to have a wonderful life and what I'm gonna do to help in my revolution, my approach for activism is my art and my craft. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And I want everybody to be in love and harmony. And that's one of the main reasons why I got into activism. I was like, when my people rise, when black people rise, when Native Americans rise, it's like, I don't want to fucking hate white people. And I don't want to fucking get, like, revenge on white people. That's not my objective. Hmm. My objective is to get reciprocation, to get equilibrium, to, like, have everything where it's at a point where now we're all at the dinner table together you know yeah. what i'm saying where even if you hate me we ha- i'm at least i have some money in my pocket you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you can hate me oh, yeah, yeah 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 you can hate me all i want but we're all equal on all levels <laughs> spiritual economical this educational yeah. everything so fuck it hate me nigga you know what i'm saying i'm doing my thing no so that's like i want that for my people and and hopefully one day it happens it probably won't happen in my life but one hopefully one day it happens and what the way i'm going to do it is through my art no doubt all right, right As on. I have this poncho on. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Larry Dorsey. Thanks for noise. Wheel, 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 wheel. Short dogs in the house. Let's get close to the end, y'all. We're going to kick it like this on the last album. Now let me holla at your partner, spit this game, bend your ear for a minute. Quit complaining about how you can't spin it, cause you ain't got it. You got what it takes, but not enough to get started. I hope you get the message, no it's not a Texas. Just me riding the jet, they can't arrest me or bust me. I'm still hungry, I want some more stuff. Get fat and watch my whole crew blow up. So get yours and buy my new album. Peep the game and don't be 
like Calvin. Get everything you want, get real. Get your mail, get your girl to make bail and get your ass out of jail. You should be getting it. Everything you want, everything you dreamed of. Never have the front. You should be getting it. Getting money. I'm talking about you, black. Don't laugh, it ain't funny. You should get a good lawyer like Johnny Cochran. Swear to tell the truth. Hell no, I didn't pop and get your kids in school so they can get an education. Get a degree and take a vacation. You see, I got all my game from the streets of California. Young millionaire with no high school diploma. Living real good, taking care of my folks. Roll up a fat one for the players to smoke. Short dog in the house. I know you ain't tripping, cause life is too short. You gotta get in where you fit and stop looking for what you never seem to find. It ain't what you think, you gotta read between the lines. Cause life ain't long for a young black man trying to make money. Money doing all he can, selling dope. Don't you hope he would go to class? But the boy makes money and he makes it fast. With the 20s on top and the 50s on bottom, a five to top notches. Oh yes, we got 'em. It's been a long time since I first got down, but I still keep making these funky sounds. Get your money, man. Get yours. You know, you know about that, right? No, no, they they do. They they, they don't they don't they, uh, they, enjoy, they, have, they don't like, poo either. Just a, so you know, they have a, a needle that comes out where the crotch is. Really? Yeah, and, and they 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 stab. It's a needle. Yeah, they they stab your. Uh, they stab, stab you with their syringe, <laughs> their penis syringe. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, but they don't have sex. But they but what happens is you merge, kind of like you're able to see inside, like their experiences, their energy, their thoughts, and uh, you know, it's kind of cool. It's very intimate. So any people out there want to make me a vampire? I just don't feel like dying this this lifetime. So I mean, I'm I'm ready to do it. Any vampires? Any people want to make me a vampire? Like a real vampire? Like I drink blood, but I'm not a vampire. I'm not like a mortal. Not at least You're that's the last I checked. For you, <laughs> you know. Hey, did you ever read those uh, books by uh, Anne Rice? No. You didn't? No. Not at all? I'm a comic book reader. Look at me. I'm, I'm you a are a comic book reader. I used to check that shit out. What's your favorite comic book uh, character? Uh, right now, a six-pack. Six-pack? Yeah, it, it just, he just fucking... He's like a B character that... Like, so his name's really Six-pack? Yeah, he gets drunk as hell, and he like spouts gibberish and getting... He it sounds like... Uh, like you! <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what's up with this Deadpool guy? You know, like he looks just like Spider-Man. What's up with that? There's like there's there's probably a love for each other. But, but but isn't that weird? 
I guess, you know. I like, I, like, Lilu was kind of drawing some, like, Deadpool thing, and I was like, oh, cool, Spidey. She's like, no, it's Deadpool. Wow, did you feel like a loser for not knowing that? Yeah, Lilu. Yeah. She was actually at, over at uh, Jaton's uh, event, and it was kind of, it was cool because I hadn't seen her around, but she was, uh, she was playing, um, she was just aloof. That's cool. Hey, Lilu, if you're out there, I still love you. I know a lot of people don't, but I think you're all right. So I'm going to just go ahead and play some like live music because uh, I know Albert's just dying to hear a new uh, track. Oh, yeah. So I guess you, didn't you make You can play drums. You can just you sing along. It's just, no, what, just whatever you're feeling. I'll just uh, get on the accordion. No. That would be cool. All right. Go for it. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah, going to play go. one song, dude. It'll be great. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Go. Okay, cool. All right. This song, um, it's uh, kind of a, a Sisters of Mercy thing. Here we go. I don't think it's very balanced. We're going to try to get this thing rigged up. Let's see. Uh, we're going to drop this one right here a little bit. We're going to get the vocals up and the music. We've got to get the music. I'm going to just like, uh, I'm going to have to bring an amp next time. But we're going to try and try to make something. I'm not going to play that song. We'll do it this way. Baby, baby, what you going on there for? 